Welcome to Lift City Church Podcast, where we lift people into their next level relationship with Christ. We're so glad you're here, and wherever you're listening from, we're believing God that this message lifts you to another level. So last week, we started this new series entitled Lean In. And there are some things that we're going to be leaning in in this season in Lift City Church. Now, if you're a first-time guest, because God is no respecter of person, guess what? We don't have to lean by ourselves. You can lean in with us. You can get in on the good good. Y'all, anybody want to lean with us? You can lean in with us. We're going to be leaning into consistency. We're going to be leaning into, well, we're going to actually be leaning into the power of consistency. We're going to be leaning into the power of discipline, leaning into the power of intentionality, and leaning into the power of a spirit-led life. Anybody ready to lean? And last week, we learned some things. We learned some things about God that gave us the confidence to lean in. It gave us the faith to lean in. We learned some things last week, and part of what we learned was that not only is God able, but he will. Y'all remember that last week? That was impromptu in the moment. Not only is God able, but he will, because God wants us to move from understanding that he's just able to do something, but he's also willing to do something. And then Pastor DJ got a revelation. Somebody say Pastor DJ and Pastor Tracy was spitting bars last week. I don't know what we were spitting, but I do know it was from the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so last week he said, not only is he able, but he will because he has past tense. God is able and he will because he already has. The Bible says he has already given us everything that pertains to life and godliness, has already given us. The scripture says by his stripes we were healed, past tense. Tell somebody, say, I don't have to take sickness. I don't have to take disease because Jesus already took it. The scripture says, by his stripes, we were past tense healed. So you can lean in because you have, come on, if you're going to worship him, go ahead and work. Don't pity pat him. If you're going to praise him, go on and praise him. He has taken care of all of these things that concern us. The challenge is we don't always know that God has taken care of everything that concerns us. This is why here at Live City Church, this is a teaching ministry. We want to teach you who you are in Christ so that you live out the God kind of life that God has promised you. But not only has God promised you that type of life, the Bible says Jesus' blood paid for that type of life. We got a bunch of college students in, uh, in here today, and a college student, uh, many times the parents sacrifices money to sin, sacrifices things they could do for themselves, like giving up houses and cars or whatever else that they have to be able to send a child to college so that they can go to school free. Well, you got to think about the sacrifice that you and I make for our kids on a day-to-day basis, not just for college, but we make sacrifices for our children. Can I get, y'all going to participate today? Uh, Well, imagine how you would feel if you made the sacrifice for your child and they just uh, go out and live like you didn't do anything for them. Okay, I got your attention now. See, that's how Jesus feels when he made the sacrifice. He said, I have come to give you life and that more abundantly. In in the translation, if you take it all the way back to the original language, what he's saying is, I have come to give you life the way that I know it and exist. 
That's what he literally said in John 10, 10. So can you imagine how Jesus feels when we actually act like or when we don't know the life that he's died and sacrificed to give us? God wants you to lean into what he has called you to do. He wants you to lean into this excellency, this life of excellence and power and prosperity. Yes, I said prosperity. Prosperity is not a dirty word. Y'all have to expand your definition of prosperity. It is not about material things. Prosperity is about having joy. Prosperity is about having peace in the midst of a storm. Prosperity is about your children and their children and their children being blessed for generations to come. Prosperity is about you being able to leave an inheritance to your children's children. Never would I have thought that my husband and I would be planning. I think we started this maybe five or ten years ago. My, my kids ain't, ain't, didn't want pregnancy nowhere in sight. And guess what we did? We started having funds to take care of our children. We want to create generational wealth because that's the prosperity. But not only is it prosperity, it's prosperity. Something that will be established. The generation of the upright, the Bible says, will be blessed. And so prosperity is just not, matter of fact, prosperity and material things, that is the minimal level of what God wants you to understand about prosperity. Prosperity is being able to sow in other people's lives and your life keep on going. It don't even, it don't even matter. Prosperity is being able to, if somebody asks you to borrow money, you say, I don't, I don't, I don't, borrow, I don't allow people to borrow money. If I'm going to give it to you, I'm going to just give it to you. That way I ain't got to feel no kind of way if you don't pay me back. That's prosperity. Amen. And so today we're going to focus on leaning into the power of consistency. So as I said, our goal is to make sure that we lean into everything that God has for us. Anybody want everything that the Lord has for you? Come on. Sure. Come on. Clap your hands or wave your hands. I said anybody in this house. Do you want everything? No, I didn't say some of the things. I said, do you want everything? that God has for you, everything that Christ's blood has paid for, you got to imagine this. If you had an inheritance from your natural family, would you not want everything that that estate left you? Y'all know we'll cut up. What you mean I can't have it? My grandma left. Well, just like you fight for that, you got to fight for everything that Christ has given you. There's an inheritance on your life. The Bible says God is a God of excellence. And the reason why we have to lean into the power of this consistency is because God wants us to live a life of excellence because we worship him. When people see you, what God do they see? Oh, Lord, keep looking straight. Keep looking straight. I won't know I'm talking to you. Just keep looking straight. Let, yeah, when people see you, what God do they see? Is it a God that they can honor? Is it a God that say, I want to know that God, the God that she or he represents? Is that a God that somebody would say, I want to know that God? Because we are the only God that people see in the earth. So God wants us to live this life of excellence. Excellence is always the goal. Somebody say it with me. Say excellence is always the goal. So in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, I'm going to be reading from the Amplified Bible. If you do not have it, they're going to put it up on the screen in just a moment. So I'm going to try to wait for y'all, but since they got me on a time limit, I might have to move. Are y'all coming, media? There we go. So look at what it says in the Amplified Version. It says, for his divine power, not any old kind of power, 
his divine power, meaning it has a supernatural state, a power from God. His divine power has bestowed upon me. Oh, okay, okay. I, I need y'all to read that. Come on, one, two, three, read class. For his divine power has bestowed on us. I'm, I'm waiting for y'all to get a revelation. Because just the fact that he said divine power, this is in the Bible. Look at somebody, hunt somebody, say, this is the Bible. This, she read from the Bible. Th th that same Bible we always talk about, this is the Bible. He said, for his div divine power has bestowed upon us. You and me. Not just some of us, but all of us. Look, absolutely. Oh, wait a minute. My God. Absolutely, without a doubt. Leaves no room for question. Leaves no room for doubt. That's what that word absolutely means. There is no room for doubt. There is no room for question. His divine power has bestowed upon us absolutely some things. Absolutely some stuff. No, he said absolutely everything necessary. Necessary for what? A mediocre spiritual life. He said everything for a dynamic spiritual life and godliness through true and personal knowledge of him. How do you get to understand the divine power that God has bestowed upon us? He said for a dynamic spiritual life and godliness through true, true and personal knowledge of him. Somebody say, my relationship with Jesus is a personal thing. Who has gone to the next verse? He said, who has called us by his own glory and excellence. I have been called to excellence. Come on, somebody say, I have been called to excellence. How do I get this revelation, knowledge, and understanding of this? I got to have a true and personal knowledge of who God is. That's why your study time is important. That's why coming to church is important. That's why having accountability partners is important because it helps you to develop this true and personal knowledge of who God is. And when, the, when trials and tribulation comes, when you have a true and personal knowledge of who somebody is, then people can't tell you anything about them. You can't convince me that God isn't a good God. I got true and personal knowledge of his goodness. You can't tell me that God isn't a faithful God. I have true and personal knowledge. I have experience with the Father and his faithfulness. Because even when I was not faithful Christian, he was still faithful. I got personal knowledge. You can't convince me that God isn't real. I got personal knowledge of the fact that he's will. He woke me up. I wasn't feeling good. I laid hands on myself. My husband laid hands on me and did all all of a sudden, I felt good. I got true and personal knowledge of who he is. And until you get true and personal knowledge of who God is, you will never live a dynamic spiritual life. So God is saying he wants us to have this true and personal knowledge so we can experience and we can produce excellence in our lives. Because excellence, I don't care what nobody said, excellence matters to people. People will look at you and say, I just like the way. They might not even know you. They might have a little jealousy. They might have a little envy. They may have a little strife. But they'll still admire who you are just because how you carry yourself. 
And the only reason why the jealousy or the envy and stuff will exist is because they don't really know how to get to where you are, but that's your job to lead them. Amen? So excellence is the goal in every single area of our lives. I want to be an excellent wife. My husband wants to be an excellent husband. You want to be an excellent mother, an excellent father, an excellent sibling, an excellent child. I want to be excellent in every area of my life because he's called me to excellence. God has called us to excellence. I want to be excellent on my job. I am the model employee. I want to be the person that they raise up and say, I need all of you all employees to look like this. That brings glory. Uh-oh. Well, I don't like the way my employer treat me. Become the model and the employee of excellence. You won't have to worry about how they'll treat you because God will give you favor, and favor is not fair. Y'all worry about the wrong thing. You got to put your focus on the right thing. My job is to be excellent. God's job is to deal with everybody else. It ain't my job to pay. Ain't not my job to pay back or clap back. Because I found back the clap back with Jesus is way better than any clap I can give back. That's why he said, I'll prepare a table for you where? In the presence of your enemy. And in, on that table are the goodness and the, all of the great things. God, God won't just give you a table. He'll load it up with everything so they can see the goodness of God in your life. You don't have to clap back. I want to be the model citizen in my community. I told y'all last week, they come calling me, talking about, you have won the Trailblazers Award for this year. I was like, I don't even, who are these people? Because God will put your name in rooms that you have not even entered. I said he'll put your name in rooms you have not even entered. So you want to be the model citizen in your community and on your block. Is your house, I don't care what size house you have, but uh, is your yard clean? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Uh, do you have your nice flowers out there? Is it painted? Did you power wash it? Uh, or, or do you have a bunch of cars on 22s and 40? <laughs> you want to be the model citizen in your community. Your block got to look good. Like, don't drop no trash nowhere near our houses. Pastor Didi, Pastor Didi, Pastor Mike, Pastor Didi. I don't know why I got them on my mind. Pastor Derek will run down a block, and he will go pick up all the trash. We cannot pass down this street without him looking at the, the back, the, what's that, the alleyway? Without him looking at the alleyway and making sure ain't no trash back there. Why? Because we are a beacon of light in this community. What we look like matters. So when we moved in here, we didn't just change the outside for us. We, we painted the entire building. Because guess what? When we go up, everybody around me go up. Everybody around me go up. You see, they don't park in front of here no more. Y'all park down there. And then you catch me on a good day, I walk down there and say, hey, bro. Fire lane. If something happens, we can't get to nobody. Oh, yes, ma'am. You knew that before I said that to you. I know, ma'am. Don't, don't park here no more. <laughs> so you want to be the model citizen in your community, and you can do it all with love. You want to be the model servant in your church. But guess what? When I leave a place, you're going to know I've been there. I know I'm not the only one. 
When you leave your job, they should feel your absence. When you leave your community and God elevates you or moves you to a different house or a different place, they should feel your absence. They should want you to come back. Because God is a God of excellence and he's requiring us to be excellent. He has called us, the Bible said, by his own glory and excellence. He not only expects us to be excellent, he requires excellence from us. Say, God requires excellence from me. Now watch this. Excellence is not perfection. Contrary to what a lot of people think, excellence is not perfection. It is holding a type of disposition and holding your course that in everything you do, you have decided, I am going to be not average, but I am going to be outstanding. In everything you do, you have to decide, I'm not just going to give the, the minimal amount. I'm going to go above and beyond. The Bible has this principle. It talks about going the extra mile. Say, I must go the extra mile. So in 2 Peter, it just told us that God has already given us, already, past tense, right? He's already given us everything that we need to live, dynamic, spirit-filled lives. So now we got to lean into that power. Y'all remember last week we had to lean in spirit in here, lean on somebody. So we're leaning into the power to live an extraordinary life. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. Say, y'all ready? Go, go tap somebody. Say, you ready? Ready? Come on, ask him, say, make sure you're ready now. As a believer, you are not average. Did you hear what I said? As a believer, you are not average. Their average is not a part of your vocabulary. Average is not a part of your lifestyle. Average is not a part of who you are because as a child of the most high God, average is not in your DNA. You were not created to be average. The scripture says, oh Lord, our God, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. The psalmist there, he said this, God, what is man? That you are mindful of him. And the son of man that you would visit him. The scripture says he has made the man just a little bit lower than the angel. The Bible says you are a peculiar people. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. You have been set apart and called by God to declare the works of God in the earth when nobody else has the dynamic and spiritual insight and ability to do it. God says you and I have been called by God to show him off in this earth. Average is not who you are. You are not average. Your children are not average. Their children are not average. Therefore, because I am not average, my job and what I do on my job will not be average. Where I live is not average. Where I go to church is not average. My family is not average. Average is not a part of my DNA. I want you today to kill average. We're going to have a funeral service right now. Come on, dig up the six feet, bury it. There's nothing about you that is average. But if you're going to not be average and you're going to lean into this excellency, you're going to also have to learn the power of consistency because consistency is that which will take you to excellence. 
so last week we read this scripture. He said, that is why I remind you to fan the flame. Y'all been fanning y'all flame this week? We've been rekindled to remind us that God did not call us to be average. And there's something about the pressure of life. It will weigh down on you so much. It will cause you to think that things are okay. No, it's not okay. If it's not right, it's not okay. If it's not in excellence, it's not okay. If it doesn't represent God, it's not okay. See, don't allow the pressures of life to cause you to settle for less than what God created you to be. Okay, rewind. Do not allow the pressures of this life to cause you to settle for less than what and who God has called you to be. I don't care where you were born, who you were born to, what block you were born in. The power of God and who he's created and anointed you to be usurps all of that. You got to bury where you think you came from. Because you've been recreated in the image of God. You, you got a new destiny, a new start. So along with average, you got to bury that too. He said that inner fire, the special endowment, which is through you by the laying, that, which is in you through the laying on of hands with those of the elders at your ordination. The scripture says that God told us to fan this flame. What are we going to be doing in this entire series about leaning into the power? We're going to be fanning the flame that's already on the inside of us. Somebody say it's a new season. It's a new day. Yeah, everybody like to say, it's a new season, it's a new day. What's the rest? We sing that song, it's a new season, it's a new day. A fresh anointing is flowing my way. A season of power and prosperity. There's a new season coming to me. We say that all the time. Why the season still look the same? It's a new season. It's a new day. But there ought to be some movement, some transition to look like the newness of the season and the new day. There ought to be a transition into this power and prosperity, that new season that's coming. Now, I'm tired of talking about the season coming. I want to live in the season. No, no, no. It's, it's time over for the season coming. It's time to live in the season. See, I got to help you with your level of faith because if you really understood what I was saying, you'd be standing on your feet. It is time out. It is a new season. I'm telling you right now. It is a new day. We, we, we ain't talking about the season coming no more. The season is here. And you're going to start seeing some stuff. But like Pastor Terry said, you better learn how to move with it. That's why I'm telling you, you got to lean into this power of consistency. You can't be in church and out of church. Sometimes tithing and giving, sometimes not. Sometimes consistent, sometimes serve. No, that ain't the season no more. The season is the in the consistency right now. And the consistency will produce every result that you want to see. You want to see the new season? You want to see the new day? Become consistent. Otherwise, it's just a declaration. People say, I want to graduate. If you won't go to class, you really don't expect to graduate. I want to get my degree. You won't study. You really don't expect to get a degree. But I'm telling you, if you're really expecting the new season and the new day, line yourself up with God's word. Line yourself up.
up with the will of God for your life. Line yourself up with what your pastor is teaching and telling you, you're going to live in that new season. You're going to live in that day. You're going to stop singing about it and start living in it. Because we ain't living in a time where you can just accept anything. I'm going to accept whatever comes my way. Who told you that? Who told you to accept whatever life brings to you? Who told you to accept whatever is dropped off at your door? That's a mentality. You don't know who you are. You can't drop something off. I get mail at my house that always has the wrong name and, and, or the wrong address on it. And I take the mail and I put return to sender, wrong address. You better stop just taking stuff that somebody seeing you know it don't belong to you. That's why you got to get under God's word. You got to hear the word of God so you'll understand and know who you are. The devil cannot drop sickness off at my door because the scripture says, I am the healed of the Lord. I'm not just going to pick up sickness like it belongs to me. It does not belong to me. The Bible says that he has given me everything that pertains to life and godliness. It does not sound like sickness and disease pertains to life or God. Because it does not. I know your religion taught you that God will put stuff on you. God ain't put nothing on you except that which pertains to life and godliness. He's not putting anything on you but that which will advance you in his life. In this life because he needs you to bring glory to his name. Because he doesn't have the legal right to step down out of the atmosphere of heaven. Burst through the stars and through the clouds and step right into the earth. He don't have the legal right. Adam gave it to Satan. But the Bible says when Jesus died, he took it from Satan and gave it to you. So the only God that is existing here on this earth is the one that lives in you. So he ain't stepping out of the atmosphere. He's expecting you to step into some atmospheres and change some stuff. Change some situations. Change your own arena. Change your own life. Change your own community. You change it. You're waiting on God and God's waiting on you. And everybody trying to figure out who's going to jump in the double judge rope. It ain't God. He's waiting for you to jump. Somebody say, it's time to jump. Somebody say again, say, it's time to jump. It's a new season. It's a new day and average is not a part of it. I said, it's a new season and it's a new day and average mentality is not a part of it. You're going to have to lean into the power of consistency that will take you into the power of some discipline that will then lend you right into the atmosphere of excellence and you begin to live life on a different level, on a different plane. But all God needs you to do is cooperate with what he said. And I told you last week, it ain't time for you to run and hide. It ain't time for you to be wishy and washy. It ain't time for you to be like the weeble and the wobble. It ain't time for you to spin in and roll out. It ain't time for you to do none of that. It's time for you to stick and stay so that you'll have the celebration of this season. You heard what I said? It's time for you to stick and stay if you want to celebrate the new season going over here because y'all don't hear me. I said it's time for you to stick and stay so you'll have the power to celebrate the new season that you're not coming in. You're already in. Maybe I need to help y'all over here. It's time for you to stick and stay. It's time for you to decide. 
I'm going to church every Sunday. It's time for you to decide. I'm going to pray every day. It's time for you to decide. I'm going to be nice to people even when they are not nice to me. Not some of the time, all of the time. It's time for you to decide that even if my husband don't act right, I got to act right. Even if my wife don't act right, I got the right act right because he has given me the power to do this. It's time to stick and stay. Because I'm here to tell you that only sticking and staying is going to get you to the new season. Because the rest of us are going to be living in the new season and you still going to be leaning towards the new season. It's a new season. It's a new day. But it'll stay a song unless you do something different. God is not interested in us just singing songs. He's interested in us showing him off to the world. When people see you, they see the God of the universe. That's who they ought to see. They ought to see the goodness of God in the earth. When people see you, they should say, they should be able to look at you and say, there's something about that person that makes me want to go hard for God, that makes me want to love God. There's something about this church that makes me want to go after God. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. There's something about this place. There's something about God's people that ought to make other people want to be encouraged. Do you not understand that people are encouraged when they see you? They are discouraged when they don't see you? You know, the only reason why when I came back last week after vacation, the only reason why y'all stood up and shouted and celebrated because you were encouraged that I was back. There's a problem in the body of Christ when people are not encouraged and they're not moved when they don't see you. That means that you're not making the impact that God has intended for you to make in the earth. You don't know who's sitting next to you. You don't know who's watching your life. You don't know why God has you sitting on that same row every Sunday. Are you looking out for somebody? You sit there with them every single week, and then all of a sudden you disappear. You don't think that you're an encouragement to somebody? We got to do things differently in the body of Christ. Here's the season. Here's the day where God is looking for us to rise up and raise up. Somebody say rise up and raise up. Lift up the standard of who Jesus is in the earth. It's time to stick and stay. Why don't you slap somebody high five and tell them, say, we're going to stick and we stay here. Thank you for joining us today. We'd love to connect with you. To connect and find out more about Lift City Church, text connect me, all one word, to 337-227-9820 or visit us at liftcitychurch.org.